Oh, have we got secrets? I'll tell them that much. Welcome to the Recruitment Whisperers. Oh, not their footage yet. Sizzle. I think the the manly bit's the one at the end because it's like yeah. it's the what it's could still, happen. Thing. It's still bubbling. Yeah. Yep. Not the footy show. show. G'day everybody. Welcome to the new not the footy show. We're rebranding Cocksmith. I'm Warwick Nicholson. That's mm. Rob Cox. Stuff not the footy show. We are now called the what Cocksmith. I think we're the recruitment whisperers, aren't we? Whisperers, 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 whisperers. See, because that, that bloke, the coach whisperer, apparently gets five grand an hour. So I don't mind splitting that with you. So two yeah. and a half grand an hour would be, be wonderful. That sounds good. What we're going to do, people, is evidently all people care about out there is who's going to sign with who. Funnily enough, that's what uh, Fox Sports have basically built their empire on. We're going to do it in a way that is a little bit more uh, grounded, shall we say, Cocksmith. Uh, not necessarily in reality, but in uh, what we think is actually uh, a possibility. So this is episode 264, not the footy show, but officially the first episode of the Recruitment Whisperers. So the big news overnight. That Cam Munster, he's used up Uncle Benny and the Dolphins and their money and has, has raised his price. And I asked this question to you last night. He signed a four-year deal. So he's got one more year left, so to 2023, and the number apparently is like eight or nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. He signed a new four-year deal. My over under was one point two five million a season. Is he over or under that on his new four year deal with Melbourne? Look, I think it's pretty close, but I think it's a bit under. I think it's a little bit under that. Um, only to, only because there are other couple of stars there that need to make money, and we know that Bellamy likes to have a few, you know, kind of Indians among the Chiefs. Um, and uh, he won't be able to afford them if he starts paying blokes, you know, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. So I think it's, I personally think it's, you know, somewhere between uh, 1 million and maybe 1.15 a year. Okay. I had a feeling that they offered him about a million, and that's why he went to market, and that's why he used the Tigers up. He used the Dolphins up especially. Remember they've got rid of Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich. Yep. Now I reckon there's a good chance they're getting about two million between them at the Dolphins. Would you say that's yep. about fair? I think that's that's a pretty fair analysis. Yeah. So there was extra cash there for the Melbourne Storm to spend, which I don't think they wanted to spend. Hence the original offer. I reckon he's got them up to about one three, and the reason for that is that the numbers being bandied around by Uncle Benny because he knew he had to get Munster if he wanted yep. to win at all while he was still coaching. He needed the old C Munster up at, at Redcliffe. I reckon they offered him 1.5 because at the end of the day, what what other option have they got? They needed to get, make a big splash. So I think his 
is what Munster's used. And he's basically said to Melbourne, can you get can you get about halfway? If you can get to almost sort of that halfway between that one and 1.5, I'll stay in Melbourne. So that's why I reckon he's on 1.3. Yeah, which is okay. Well, even if he is, he's doing he's he's done himself out of two hundred grand a year over exactly. four years, so close to a million bucks. Yeah, um, that's a fair slice. There might be something on the back end of Melbourne for him. There might be a some role. Although, I reckon he's off. He's not, he'll, he'll go to England, man. I've got no doubt. He might. Monster he might. mid. Monster thirty two, thirty three, thirty four. That just has go play Warrington for big coins written all over it. My nephew actually asked me, he goes, oh, do you reckon he's going to get him a bigger deal next time? And I was like, well, it takes him to 32. Yeah, there's no more NRL deals after that. I don't think he's getting anything big unless unless we bring in the 18th team and they decide they need him. And he says, well, I was going to get paid 1.5 last time uh, a new team came in. Give me three. Mm. Uh, I think he ends up in England. So really well done, Cam Munster. Well done, Melbourne. They really had to do this. Because if they don't re-sign Cam Munster, it's, it's, mm. you know, they've still got the one of the best hookers in the world in Harry Grant. They've got one of the best fullbacks in Ryan Pappenhausen. Jerome Hughes still going around for a couple of years. Yeah. As I say this to my nephew, is it's like, well, if you're going to spend your money, you spend it on your one, you spend it on your six, you spend it on your seven, you spend it on your nine. So, mm. well done, Melbourne, as far as I'm concerned. Let's not forget they've got to replace those three players, though, that you said that they lost. Uh, yeah, but as you is... said, you can find the workers. You can find those guys who can. And I've got a big rap mm. on a couple of their young forwards. I think, I think Bellamy will enjoy the challenge of, of retooling that forward pack because he did it with these guys. These were the next yeah. batch after the yeah, right. And, and, and Tarek Sims is going there. Yeah, Christian well, Welsh so. is back from a knee injury. They'll be fine. If you're going to reinvest, okay. reinvest in your key players. Uh, so the, the Dolphins, they miss out on Cam Munster. Uh, they do pick up Hamaso to buy Fido. I mm. I like this signing for them, as you were eloquently put it yesterday. He's the least mm of their backline. What does mm mean, well, right? You yeah, mean something that, falls out of your, something that falls out of your dog's bottom as they're walking around the backyard. If they're lucky. That backline is average, mate. That is a, it is a, probably the most average backline in the competition. Well, what did Tell you us who they was? are, the back five. Who are they? Uh, you sent me that message. Uh, you did the research. I think you had Hamasa at fullback. Then you had uh, Robert Jennings on one wing. You and Aitken in the centres. Mm, I thought uh, Jennings was centre. Uh, Edric Lee on the other wing and Jermaine Asako. So Asako or Jennings in centre or wing. Uh, well, yeah. what, what I said to you was all of that. All of those, apart from uh, the hammer, mm. their games are behind, the best games are behind them. Four mm. of those five players, their best games are behind them. Yep. It's an average, average, you know, back five with no disrespect, but I'm talking about against the other teams in the competition. Um, I just don't I, – I think they're going to struggle. I really do. You know, so have we got halves yet? Well, the halves I mean, actually – they've got a Sean few halves. O'Sullivan. Sean O'Sullivan needs to be the halfback. Yeah, he, he's, he's good. He's good. Milford will be the 5'8". That leaves Cody Nicarima looking for a job. He's, he's going okay. from bench at the – well, didn't they sign Jeremy Marshall King? Yeah, well, they did. So Nick needs a miracle um, to play a lot of first grade, the poor fella. And the yep. funny thing about Nick Arima was he was on really good coin at the Warriors Yep, and decided he, he didn't want to go back to New Zealand or go to New Zealand. I don't know if he even played in New Zealand in the end. 
Uh, really surprising. So that's the move for for the Dolphins. They end up with um, Hammer. So Cowboys, are you surprised I let him go? I'm kind of surprised they they let him jump this early in his career. I know Drinkwater's set at fullback, but yeah, I, I am a little bit surprised. But I wonder how much the Hammer wanted, you know, because they've got. Because I'm I'm still confused if the hanger the hanger the hammer is a centre or a winger. Um, I'm I'm not I don't even think he's really a fullback. I I got to be honest with you. I, I'm I'm a little bit confused about him. We know he's blindingly fast, but where do you play him? If you if you if he stays at the Cowboys, where do you play him? Drinkwater is just coming on now. Like he's for the last. 12 months he's been pretty good, but I think he's even getting better. And I think he'll continue to get better. I just wonder if you keep the hammer, where do you play him? Center or wing? Um, Because you're not going to play him at fullback. It's just a matter of how long Kyle Feltz got in the game. That's how, that's the question. Because that's the position you take. But what money does, what money do you set aside for a winger? With all due respect to all the wingers out there. Yeah, you don't. I think we've said before, for me, anyway, maximum four hundred for a goal kicking winger. Yeah. Um, you know, and and is he the type of player like Brian Brian Toto, who's going to be like a back rower winger, who's going to do hit ups every set of six coming out of your red zone? That's not his job. That's not his. That's not how Hammersaw was built. No, he's a finisher. He's a yeah. he's a speedster. Um, so yeah, mate. I I, I think uh, I don't know. I. That's what's happened at the Cowboys. He's priced himself out of it, and they've yeah. they've they've got too many troops. Remember, they did let a guy called K Pong go a few years back, and they kept Lachlan Coot. Now, Scott Drinkwater has more natural playmaker ability than Lachlan Coot, but they did make this decision back a few years back a few a few years ago, a few years ago and it. Well, did it bite them? Because I mean, Ponga hasn't exactly well, I, won a premiership. I don't think so. I don't think so, mate. And I and I don't think Ponga. Really, um, you know, let's be honest. What he's done in the last three years is, um, you know, not a whole lot. Um, well, he hasn't taken Newcastle out of out of a, a gear that they've been in. I guess is the best way of describing Ponga, and no, that's what he has no, to do as the, as the key guy for them. And I and I wonder how much he has that in him. I mean, you know, a lot of people go back to a conversation that he allegedly had with Wayne Bennett. Um, who offered him the, the you know the challenge of going to a new club and wanted him uh, said to him you know do you want to rise to the challenge or just stay in your comfort zone and what did he do he stayed in his comfort zone mm. again you know is that the player you need at your club when you when you're struggling down the bottom of the ladder do you want someone that's just going to play in their comfort zone I don't know mm. interesting you know? interesting. Uh, so Redcliffe, they've got need, they've got other needs they have, but they feel a roster pretty good. We'll go into that in another episode because it's, I think it's mm. worth exploring exactly how they're looking. Ben Hunt has re-signed with the Dragons, buddy, and I did note their tweet the other day, and it was just such a Dragons comment. It was now we've got something we know you'll be excited about, Dragons fans. Is that like a lot of self awareness from the uh, the general manager of football that they've just signed absolutely no one of consequence? But the last year or two, when he says, now I've got something you can get excited about. He's re-signed for two years. You're happy, you're sad, indifferent? Uh, I'm indifferent on it. He definitely was the best player there this year. He's another one whose best years are behind him. 
Um, they're paying him. What are they paying him? Well, he was kind of apparently over one on his last deal. I think he's he was on one point two. He's got one more year on that deal, and he's extended for two, so he's around till twenty twenty five. Yeah, and and look, Saints will lose um, uh, Sullivan um, because of that. He'll what go. Do you, what do you um, feel about that? I mean, we know what Ben Hunt brings to the table, but the, the yeah. Jaden Sullivan, you know, departure, imminent departure, is it going to be that big a deal for you guys? Oh, look, it's always sad to lose a, a really good up and coming young player, but uh, look, he's unproven. He hasn't mm. he hasn't done a whole lot, uh, you know. But he's, I think, justifiably annoyed. Um, that, you know, seemingly he's going to have to wait another three years. Um, I don't think Ben Hunt at club level is going to jump into the nine anytime soon. No, not anymore. Um, that's, that's, that, that chance is, yeah. He had to have moved yeah, someone that, else to have done that move. That's right. So Sullivan knows that unless he moves to nine uh, or unless he refashions himself into a, a second playmaker in the six, um, that he's got to get through Ben Hunt and Junior Amone to get a first-grade start. So his best bet is to leave and and possibly go to the Bulldogs or wherever he thinks uh, someone needs him. Um, I'm I'm a little saddened by it because I like the future rather than the past. Mm. And you know, not you know Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt is still playing good football, um, but I don't think this year was a pretty special year for Ben Hunt. I think we saw the best of Ben Hunt this year in certain games. Um, I'm not sure we're going to see the same again from him next year or the year after or the year after that. Um, this is, I think, where we've now gone into the into the superannuation phase of Ben Hunt. <laughs> yeah, he, um, this uh, is his payoff for hard work done earlier. I hear Sullivan started a few games at hooker. This is why the the move to get a release I'm a little bit. I think there's an avenue for him to play nine at the Dragons. I don't think he wants to play nine. That's that's the thing. So it's like, well, do you want to play first grade kid? Okay. Yeah. Mate, they're a different breed these days, the young guys. They either get what they want or the toys come out of the pram and they move on to somewhere somewhere else. Mm. Um, you know, that's just the way that young people are mostly these days. Yeah. Um, and so, good luck to him. If he ends up at the Bulldogs, which is the chat that they wanted to uh, link him to, was, was there to replace Flanagan. I think that is something that... Um, well, needs to explore. Here's the quick, the, quickly. Here's the interesting thing: that the list manager at the Dragons is Flanagan's dad, and <laughs> he's got to let him go. He's one of the one that's one of the decision makers that will release him because he's got another two years to go. He's there until 2024, I think, on contract. So if Sullivan wants to go, he's got to get it past uh, Kyle Flanagan's dad. If he's going to the Bulldogs, he's going there to replace Flanagan. So we'll see how much, um, you know, family ties plays into that situation. I think we need to keep our eye out for that one. Just a a sidetrack there or sidebar. How well protected is Shane Flanagan by the media? He has been doing Fox Sports games the whole year and you wouldn't even know that he was involved in the Dragons. No. Okay, well, well, I put it this way. I say, yeah, I agree. He is very well insulated by them, but also... Um, I think if you got him in a moment of, of um, honesty, he doesn't want to be at the Dragons, especially in the role he's at. You mean he wants uh, another job? He, I didn't. I didn't get that impression at all, Cogsmith. He wants to be sitting up in the box, um, and he wants uh, the old bloke probably cutting oranges or something, yeah. or as far away from the place as possible. But yeah, I, I um, yeah, he's very well protected, mate. He's mates with all of them. So you lose uh, Sullivan, probably. Are you going to lose yep. Terrell Sloan? 
What's going on there? I think he wants to go. He wants to go. He's already asked once. Uh, and the murmur is he's going to ask again. Um, he doesn't He doesn't want to be there. Look, I, I, I just wonder, I, I wonder with these young guys, with the, with the likes of Sloan and Sullivan, whether the coach just doesn't resonate. Coach is an old school bloke. Yeah, he you know, he's, a, he's an old bush bloke. And does he resonate with young blokes that may not be from the bush who probably haven't encountered someone like him before? And I don't think he resonates at all with them. Um, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not too sure. But I'm just saying that I I get the feeling that there is not a whole lot of communication. There's a, probably a bit of resentment from the young guys because they think they probably deserve better. Whether that's yeah. true or not is another thing. Um, and I don't think there's a whole lot of um, sympathy from from the old coach. So, I get the impression he does not say what they want to hear. No, no. At so all. it's time. It's time. Mate, it's like it's like having a, a a bad relationship with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever it may be. It's time to leave. Yeah. Go to somewhere else. Find another place. Speaking of going to other places, Happy Coruscant and Isaiah Papali'i, they signed on the dotted line with the Tigers. Months ago. End of, end of well, Papali'i with the end of last year and Coruscant. The end of last year. Uh, not too dissimilar. Tim Sheen's signings, plain and simple. I know that the chat was around, oh, Maguire picked him up, but Timmy Sheen's is the one that went, I need a hooker. <laughs> I need a back row who can change games. So he picked them both up. We saw the Coruscant comment, as you said in the last pod, it would have been just the whole drunk thing. Uh, I get it. And I don't think uh, Appy Coruscant has exactly demonstrated he's the most mature individual going around um, of late. So there you go. Another another pile on that poor old Appy. Great player. You don't, you don't like Appy. He's that hooker. And I think it makes the Tigers a lot better. Isaiah Papali'i is finally saying, I'm going to turn up. I'm going to do everything I can to make an impact. And that's fantastic for the Tigers. Two really good signings. There's a third one on the win, Cocksmith, and I think they've got to do it. You finish last, you sack your coach, you've basically handed all the reins over to Tim Sheens in recruitment and uh, bypassed the CEO, and you've also brought in a guy called B. Marshall to coach your team ultimately in the next couple of years. He's the new recruitment officer. Does B. Marshall make David Clemmer to the Tigers next year happen? Because I think he should. Yeah, look, I think I think Benji needs to do everything he can to get a, a, a mature worker front rower that can show the young blokes some passion. Yep, um, can sh- can show a little bit of fire and brimstone, controlled mostly at times, um, because that right there is why they brought Packer in a few years ago, who didn't deliver bugger all. To yep. be honest with you. Um, we need to see. We need to see um, someone like Clemmer get to the Tigers. That's that. You know that along with their with Papali'i and Coruscant, um is what they need. And then the next thing that they need to do, and so to answer your question, yes, yep. the next thing they need to do is show Luke Brooks the door, and put and put Jackson Hastings as your halfback. Who would have thought that we could have almost got to the end of the first episode of the Recruitment Whisperers and Luke Brooks's no. name didn't come up? Crunching tackle by Talus. Luke Brooks, when you when you opened the door on Appy and you piled on, I thought time's <laughs> oh, so it's time, time to right. pile on Brooksy again. <laughs> but <laughs> number look, one I don't think, I think he needs to find another club, and I think he'll probably do really well at another club. He needs to start afresh. Um, you know, he's 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 been paid very very well from the Tigers. The time should be up, um, and they need to move on. But we obviously that's not part of um, 
too much part of the recruitment thing at the moment because there's no whisper of that happening yet. But I give, it, it, give it a couple of days. If you get Clemmer and you add to Coruscant and Papali'i, Stefano, yep. uh, often Gowie goes back to the bench, which I think is his position. I don't think he's a 70-minute lock. You've also got Sean Bloor coming back from a knee injury. You, know, you yep. hope for his sake that he can you know, stay healthy. But all of a sudden, that's a really good forward pack. Yeah, yeah. And and they, and, and Alex I Twile, agree. You know, yes, yeah. He's got to score a, a try soon. It's not just a good forward. That's a strong forward pack. That's going to keep I you agree. in a bunch of games. So I, I agree. It, and they need, Make it happen. And they need, and they need the halves to benefit, to, to really reap the benefit from a good forward pack. Um I still don't but love we'll their back get, line. Their, their back we'll, line we'll is, get, to, is average. Yeah. But we'll get to the, their back line. We'll get to their back line in another podcast. Yep. They have issues right across the field, but it looks like they're really trying in the forwards anyway to, to um, you know, resolve those issues. And it needed to happen something chronic. Cocksmith, that's pretty much the episode. We're going to keep these ones relatively short and sharp. Uh, just out. I, I thought we had one more thing to talk about. Oh, do we? Yes, yes. Supercoach Seymour, we back in business, I thought, baby. I thought we were going to talk about the peninsula. <laughs> yes, uh, Seabold looks like he's convinced someone else to um, uh, let them let him drive their car. Um, Assistant look what he did coach or coach? Is he, is he coming in to look after Desi? He's back uh, by having a look at all the places he can stab or is he um, coming in directly for, for Desi? Okay, so I, I would I would almost bet Everything I had on the chances of Desi and Seabold sharing a dressing room would be zero. There's no it's way not, in the world no. that Des is going to let the, the 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 next in line come in and steal any secrets. I mean, mate, I've hung out a little bit with the, the, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles this year and as friendly as Des was, and he was really good, um, surprisingly, because I've had other times where he hasn't mm. been, but he, he doesn't want anyone on the inside at all. No one. He doesn't no. even want the owner of the club on the inside. No. He likes to keep everybody at arm's length. And do you think he's going to train the new coach? No. Not on your life, mate. Seabold, I, I just, if I was a decision maker, I couldn't have him anywhere near the club. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd sooner have Hene or... Uh, Jeff Tuvey or anyone. Isn't Michael Monaghan the assistant coach there? Yeah, he is. Yeah. But is he is he coaching material? I don't know. I don't know. I'd put him in the same category as Hannay, to be fair. Well, Hannay has had some first grade coaching experience, so I think he's, you know, he, he was caretaker there for a little while at the Sharks. But let's let's boil it down though, just quickly, to the one reason and the one reason only that Seabold has any chance at coaching at Manly. Mm-hmm. Does Tommy and Jake want him? I don't know about them, but I know that he's got history with um, DCE. I oh, know that's Hannay. Hannay's got history with DCE. Maybe he doesn't have. I think it will come down. It'll come down to those three. It'll mm. come down to what what the two Turbo brothers and DCE come up with. Um, I, again, if I was a betting man, I'd bet that that Des has certainly coached his last game. At Manly, wow, and and I'd suggest that that um, he will be paid handsomely to leave. Oh, he'll get he, Desi. Desi certainly knows how to get a check as he goes out the door. Uh, as the Bulldogs found out, <laughs> well, he's already said he's already said that he will sue them if yeah. uh, 
if they push him too far. Um, but you know what? He's another. He's a coach that can coach elsewhere as well. Yeah, he'll, um, he'll get another gig somewhere else. There's very I think little he will. about that if he wants it. That's the thing with yeah. Desmond. I thought he handled himself really well through the whole Jersey Gate issue. Spoke very cleanly, very plainly, and and honestly, which I I really I, think he did. I really liked from that. Uh, and I think yeah. he won a few. He won a few more backers around the traps with the way he handled that. And yeah. I would normally think. I mean, you didn't think he'd go coach anywhere else after he was at Manly the first time, but. Yeah, I reckon that might have opened up the door for him a few other places. Oh, now, are we done, Coxman? He's only he's only sixty one years old, so he he can he's got another ten years. Coaching. He can still he can play, play off the bench, old Desmond. He's fit, <laughs> he still is. fit. Yep. All right, that's episode two sixty four of the Footy Show. A little bit of a change. It's pretty much what we're going to be doing through the pod uh, through the off season with the podcast. So we'll have your World Cup uh, episodes, and then you'll have your recruitment whisperer episodes. Cocksmith, you have been tasked. You're a bit of a music man. I need you to come up with a theme song. Okay. And whisper us, all right? Yeah. Well, I might, I might have next week off because of this rain, so I might be able to come up with something for you, mate. Ooh. Very exciting. Very exciting. We'll if you enjoyed Recruitment Whisperers, let us know, uh, obviously, by social, uh, Insta, etc. And uh, we'll have plenty more because the way that this uh, new cycle works in rugby league is that everybody will be linked to anywhere. I am stunned, Cocksmith, just to leave the podcast that Cooper Johns has not been linked to Newcastle yet. How has that not happened? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, well, given given that we know his strong ties there, I, I think it eventually it will happen. But I think mm. what's happening at the moment, if his manager is is, and I don't know who his manager is, but if he's as savvy as he should be, he'll be finding three or four other clubs that might be interested and finding the highest bidder. And then going to Newcastle and saying, look, he's a Newcastle boy. The old man's a legend, blah, blah, blah. This is what we need. And he's also got the World Cup up his sleeve to show everybody what he can do. Um, Italy, yeah? Yes, Italy, I, think so. I, think. I think so. Brother oh, Jack World Cup's going to be great. We're going to do lots of pods. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do lots of recruitment whispering. So uh, that's the episode. Mm. Cocksmith, he's, he, his, bro- his brother Jack didn't make it into the Italian team. I don't know if he's um, good or not. I'm right, not sure. okay. He's injured sure again. Okay. Awesome. No worries. All right, mate. Well, uh, arrivederci, and um, we'll catch you next week. Who does he play for? Arriva. Arriva. <laughs> I'm out of here, mate. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? <laughs> what a run by Arriva Dutchie. And Italy even again. <laughs> Arriva, Arriva, Arriva. Not the footy show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.